hours after I was dropped off on the outskirts of a deserted town in the middle of nowhere. Did I even have an aunt, or was this my mother's desperate attempt to get rid of me for good? As fall hadn't completely settled in northern Virginia, the sticky air of summer still lingered, making me both cold from the rain and sweaty from all the humidity around me. Looking around for the tenth time as I huddled under the pathetic excuse for a rain shelter, I finally gave in, grabbing my phone and taking matters into my own hands. With nothing more than a single lamp illuminating the tiny bus stop, I wasn't about to let this place be my home for the evening. Using the prepaid phone I'd bought months ago with my own money, I fired up Google in a last-ditch effort to find a way out of this mess. Within minutes, I found my answer, and soon headlights appeared, and a tall, slender woman who mirrored my mom in her likeness, minus the fake boobs and horrible wardrobe, stepped out of a car to greet me. She looked younger, livelier, but still, it was all there. The baby blue eyes, the flawless cream skin, and that megawatt smile. My mother only awarded it every so often, usually when it involved me doing something that benefited her. But when she did, I would feel like the most important person in the world. It was probably why men always kept coming back for more. I shook my head, rearranging my thoughts, and gave a stiff wave. My aunt... Her name was Addington, seemed a little taken aback by me, her eyes briefly pausing on my covered fingers and my less-than-welcoming appearance. I knew what she must be thinking. Who wears gloves in September in Virginia? I was pretty sure I was the only one. She waved back, once again giving that smile that set me on edge. It was too familiar. Everything about her was too familiar. Call me Addie, she said, her voice smooth like silk. My mother's voice was rough from years of smoke. Addington's, or Addie's rather, was different. Different was good. Why don't we get your things into the car, she offered in that velvety voice once more. I gave her a long, hard stare before looking down at the modest bag of belongings I'd brought with me. Finally, I nodded. I didn't trust her. I didn't trust anyone anymore. But I guessed a woman who looked like my mom but didn't sound like her was a better alternative than sleeping on a bench in the pouring rain. I'm sorry I wasn't there to pick you up, Willow. Addie said as the car traveled down the darkened road. I held my hands tightly together before wrapping my arms around my waist as I tried not to reach up and flip on the interior light. It's too dark. I could feel sweat beginning to bead around my temples, mixing with the leftover rainwater. Both trickled down my face as I stared into the lights of the oncoming traffic. If I were in the city, it would be bright, even at night. The sky would be a light from buildings, cars, and stoplights. The city never slept. Out here, in the country, or what I considered the country, 
the only light in the sky was from stars. For most, it would be a welcome sight. But for me, it was just darkness and hell. My mind began to backtrack, back to that night, back to that room. She didn't tell me what time to pick you up, my aunt chimed in again. I thought she was trying to apologize, but I couldn't seem to pay attention. Not when the black of night was closing in on me. Finally, we pulled into a driveway and she pushed the car into park. The overhead lights came on and I exhaled, relaxing, before the breath returned to my lungs and the memories faded. It's okay, I finally responded. It's not the first time she's forgotten about me. And it certainly wouldn't be the last. Addie offered to help me with my soggy bag of clothes, but I declined.